0: i'm sarah tasker i'm jen carrington and this is
1: letters from a hopeful creative so sarah one of the episodes that we have had a lot of feedback on so far is our one on instagram anxiety and we have another instagram related question today should i read it out excellent
0: yes okay
1: I've read so much advice from other creatives about building an authentic and engaged community of followers on Instagram. I know what I'm supposed to do, I think, but I can't stop myself from just posting what I like when I like i tried to post with purpose i got more likes and followers but i also lost a load of followers too the worst thing was that i didn't feel like i was being true to myself the posts were just too forced even though my grid was looking prettier so my question is how do you resist the temptation to just post what you like ignoring your strategy and still keep true to yourself and your brand and this is from ginger and room
0: so this is like my area of expertise (laughs) i could
1: talk about this one
0: all day long (laughs) but where do we even start? So our letter writer doesn't say what she is
1: using her Instagram account for. I do think in many ways it's quite a universal question. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of the strategy that I see given out is quite universal. Yes. And it's just the specifics of your brand is what defines the specifics of your strategy. Totally. Sarah, I'm curious to you, what do you think about the idea of Instagram strategy in general? Because I feel like what you would have said two years ago would be different because the platform's yeah what are your current thoughts and feelings around being strategic on instagram
0: well so first of all of course it's absolutely fine to just share what you want to share like it is your platform it is your voice and there is no rule that says you have to be strategic Mm -hmm. or not but i think what kind of is at the heart of this is maybe about intentionality when we're sharing online and this is something we're seeing that is more and more important across all platforms because just because they're becoming so busy they've got Mm. so many people on them everywhere's getting kind of oversaturated and so the tweets that get the most traction the facebook posts that get the most traction the pins that get the most traction and yes the instagram posts are the ones that have been shared with a little bit more thought and consideration behind them So it sounds like our letter writer is kind of trying to tread that path and and find a comfortable place between the two between the really contrived constructed images and something that's more fluid and
1: responsive yeah I always come back to the thought of okay but Instagram's a visual platform and the truth is is that people are fussy they've got access to a lot of different content out there it needs to be visually appealing in some capacity to get someone's attention but I think strategy for the sake of strategy alone is pointless because I can think of a couple of people who comes to them straight to mind, who maybe don't have the prettiest feeds, mm. but are the most engaging people I follow on Instagram because their message, their voice, their story, their, their view of the world is at the forefront. They just know the difference between an okay picture and a really, really bad picture. Right. And that was what kind of why I said right at the beginning, we don't know what a letter writer is using Instagram for,
0: because obviously, if this is like your main driver for your business, this is how you're going to get all your clients, you probably do need to be very strategic and really think about who you're reaching and, and the kind of voice and the kind of visual voice you're representing. But if it is purely a creative outlet for you, and you're just figuring out what you want to do and trying to find a space for yourself online... There's a lot more room for you to experiment within there and a lot more room for you kind of to
1: to not try and be something to everybody. Yeah, I think the most important question for anyone who's like battling this strategy versus, I guess, like creative freedom is what is the purpose of this in the first place? Yes. Because if the purpose of your Instagram is say you've got a shop and it's to sell product probably sharing your product rather than you, like, cooking breakfast that morning. Or your family holiday yeah, or... Th- that makes more sense. However, there is always the exception to the rule. For some people, the reason why people connect with their brand is their personal brand and their life. So it's different for everyone. There are some... There's no set in stone rules, but if you're trying to sell product show the products if you're trying to develop like a certain visual identity for your brand that's something you've got to take into consideration however if you're a blogger and your social media feed is there just to kind of share who you are you have more freedom to maybe play around all of my favorite writers who I follow on Instagram do not have like beautifully curated no. feeds it's just like snapshots and sometimes blurry photos yep <laughs> but I follow anyway for the caption And just to stay connected to these people who've changed my life through their words. So they don't care about being strategic at all because they already have the audience there. Absolutely. And
0: I kind of, back to that sense of purpose, I think we really need to get down to why are we sharing online? Like, are you sharing online because you want to reach out and sell a product? Are you sharing online because you want to make connections with different people? Or are you sharing online because you just want people to see your life as it is and be heard? And they're quite different things. And it sounds like where the conflict is coming from for our letter writer is they're trying to grow an audience by using all the conventional techniques. But what they actually want to do is perhaps something that doesn't call for a huge audience. Like if all you want to do is share the reality of your day-to-day life, whether it's pretty or not, whether it's Instagram worthy or not, that's probably not something that's going to have a huge audience that lots of people are interested
1: in, but that's still okay. I think we're all trying to make that decision between doing what plays the game well and doing what feeds our creative souls well. I don't think many of us feel at home in a very curated version of our life. That doesn't always feel like truth to all of us, but that is what gets the most likes sometimes Mm. and what makes our feed look the prettiest and i think we're all figuring this out i'm curious for you sarah like Because I know for you, Instagram, your relationship with it has changed a lot in terms of the importance you place on the platform. Yeah. Like, I guess people would find it interesting is like in the past and now, like, how has your strategy and approach changed? And what have you learned over the years between straddling that tension between being grid worthy and being true to who you are? How do you straddle that? So, yeah, back in the kind of earlier days of Instagram, there
0: was much more of a home for incidental content, for kind of, you know, your day to day everyone could post that and still grow. And that has really changed so that now you do have to be a lot more intentional about what you share if you want to be growing an audience. And I find that that new kind of wave quite stifling stifling, yeah. So for me, the answer to that is to take that other content that would have previously had a home on Instagram and put it elsewhere, whether that's on stories, whether that's on Twitter, whether that's my blog, or just making sure that I'm kind of still finding a home for everything I want to share, but understanding that there are different platforms and there are different audiences. For me, it comes down to value. I'm always thinking about what is the value I'm delivering to someone for their time, for, their, for, t- for the screen space I am taking up. I want to know that they're getting something out of it as well as me. And if it's just a picture that I think really that's kind of a private picture or it's something that I can't honestly hand on heart say is going to improve anyone else's day, then that's probably not going to make it onto my Instagram.
1: Yeah, I think that everyone has their own approach and that's what you've got to discover yourself what i've seeing happening a lot over the past few years is there's so much anxiety around the strategy of instagram am i doing it right am mm. i beating the algorithm and everyone's kind of feeding off everyone else's anxious noise whereas the truth is instagram is just a platform for you to do whatever the hell you want to with and if you think about the, the people on instagram who captivate you the most it's because they have honed their voice and their approach to instagram because if someone was just following a formulaic strategy that's not going to make me stop and pay attention no it's not as simple as that no but if someone's like developed a certain like approach to instagram if i like their message if i like their approach if i find them hilarious we all follow different people for different reasons i might follow one person because i love their travel photos i might follow someone else because of the honest stories they tell i might follow someone else because i love their blog and i love how they expand on it i might follow someone because i love their work and i like updates it's kind of thinking about why people following you why do you want them to follow you what do you want to share I think the word strategy is the thing that stresses people out here I think if you took the word strategy out and just was like well what's the purpose of my Instagram and how can I best fulfill that while also feeling true to myself right it loosens it up a little bit totally because it gives you stage fright this idea of strategy and that it makes it sound
0: incredibly dull (laughs) and like a chore and strict yeah, and really strict. And it doesn't need to be. It's a fluid thing and it can change all the time. And it does change all the time. And there's there's absolutely no harm in, in sharing images that you know are going to get less engagement. Like I would encourage anyone to do that. Not every post needs to go viral. And a lot of the time it's about nurturing the audience we already have who are here for what we deliver. And, and our letter writer wrote about this, that when she changed what she was doing to try and play the game a bit more, she lost her existing audience of people who liked what she was already doing but this is why like whenever I teach whenever we do a class we start by saying what is it you want to do and who is it for because you need to be intentional about that and stay with it there is no point kind of jumping around and trying to please everybody because you end up pleasing nobody
1: yeah I think you've really got to come home to what this platform is for you I know for me I have a I have three kind of uh, personal mantras when it comes to Instagram. So my first one is that I don't want to ask anything of Instagram. So what I mean by that is I don't actually have any strategy for Instagram. I, I don't want to say, well, Instagram must bring me clients and opportunities because that takes the for me personally that takes the fun out of it obviously do I sometimes share things on Instagram like I'm booking or I've published this thing of course because I would be stupid not to speak to my audience when they're right in front of me but there's no expectation no expectation it's just for me my rule on Instagram is I want to share a little of my story and a little of my truth and so what I mean by that is I just want to share little moments of my life or little things that are in my mind basically it's a platform to share content that doesn't exist anywhere else it's like, I've just used it as a place for storytelling and for just sharing myself and connection. Mm. And that is beautiful to me. And like Sarah was saying, I create for the audience I already have, not for this audience I might potentially want to reach one day, because I'd much rather speak to the people who are already connecting with me than trying to earn approval from some stranger. And also I don't track. I'm not like, Oh my God, how many followers did I get today? Yeah. And I think the other, my other personal mantra is just I, I like to have a bit of space from Instagram too. I'm not on there all day the thing I would say here is there's so much Instagram anxiety out there at the moment and I'm trying to understand where it's come from and I wonder is is other people's Instagram anxiety building on other people's and I know we spoke about this a lot in the anxiety Instagram anxiety episode but people are so obsessed with followers and engagement but is it because everyone else is telling them that you should be obsessed with followers and engagement whereas in reality what if your purpose for Instagram is bigger than just that right and and I think you're right there's there's kind of this illusion Where
0: we see these numbers on Instagram, we spend a lot of time on there. So we think that that is a true measure of success. And then we see these people go on to be successful and we assume that it is due to the Instagram numbers. But actually, there's a lot more complicated things going on in that mix. I'm really curious as to why our letter writer wants to grow a following, because I think there are different reasons that we want to do that. And Jen, your Instagram principles are amazing, but I suspect for a lot of people, they're quite alien like a lot of people are here like what space from instagram does she mean check it every half hour instead of every 15 minutes like and if you do want to grow a following that that's not a bad thing like no. we've talked about this before as well that's Could absolutely be. fine and it's a doable thing but yeah if you're committing to growing an audience you are going to use instagram which is just a tool at the end of the day in a very different way to the way you're going to use it if you're using it as a place of creative expression.
1: And I would also say, even though I don't want anything from Instagram and I don't have any set in stone strategy, and even though it's all about connection and storytelling for me, I am still intentional with what I share on Instagram. If I take a photo and I don't feel like it's a hell yes to share, I don't share it. And I do that for the reason of I respect the platform. And I also, for me, Instagram for me is a bit of a creative outlet. I wouldn't call myself a visual creative. I wouldn't call myself a photographer, but I like good photos. And if I'm going to share something, I want it to be something that I'm proud of sharing. So I don't just snap something and then just put it up straight away. Of course, I'm editing it and making it look how I want to look. I'm not putting extreme pressure on myself for it to look like the feeds of people who have amazing skills that I don't have with photography so I'm definitely intentional with what I share and I definitely you know take my time to write a caption a lot of the time they just come to me in a moment and I write it down so I'm being intentional I think strategy can be two things it can be intentional or it can be manipulative yes and I think intentional strategy is where your 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 actions are honoring your intentions you just have a clear purpose and you know why you're there and you can tell when you hit when you're hitting the mark yeah manipulative strategy I think comes from a place of fear yes. it's wanting to manipulate what happens next it's wanting to kind of beat the system but when I think of everyone who I follow and connect with on Instagram it's because at the very heart of it they're sharing something that feels really special to me and I think that's what we're all really doing on there whether it's someone that we might buy from someone we might hire or someone whose book we might buy or someone we just love reading their stuff We've connected with them for some reason. And usually at the very heart of connection, I really believe is some form of truth and honesty and intentionality.
0: And I think as the internet gets busier and our time gets more and more scarce, the content that really does reach out to us in that way and and builds a connection becomes more and more important. And it is kind of sad that there's no longer a space for just those everyday snaps that we could used to throw up on Instagram and, you know, they'd get some engagement, But new platforms keep on emerging. So you've got places like stories, maybe you have Facebook still, there's still a space for it there. Maybe you can put them together into into a tweet, or into a blog post It's about carving out spaces sometimes for that content, but understanding what each platform is best for and that maybe if the content you want to share doesn't do well on Instagram, that's because it's not Instagram content, maybe it needs to be somewhere else. And that's where it's right audiences.
1: And what if slower, more intentional growth was actually more valuable in the long run? Because if you have to change yourself to fit into someone else's mold to try and get approval from the masses, what are you building there?
0: No, exactly. It's worthless. And and then I've seen this with so many people I've worked with. They have these huge, impressive looking followings, but actually when it comes to converting that into anything meaningful it's just too general it's just too much of a diverse mixed general audience who kind of likes them for pretty pictures but for nothing more
1: yeah and I think it's dangerous to see Instagram as like a playground all unto itself I think the people who use Instagram the best it's an extension of their body of work
0: definitely they
1: are making it their playground they're not playing in anybody else's playground and I think Jinjin and Roo what do you want to say like what is your work here what are you trying to say or share and there's no right or wrong answer to that everyone's creativity manifests differently but how can Instagram be a platform for your work how can you get yourself out of this of a playground because you have something amazing to do and Instagram is here to help you do that that's it. So my Instagram strategy that I kind of, I guess this is as
0: strategic as I get with myself at the moment, but I would say out of kind of every three posts, two are for me and for my audience. They are things that I know I have a reason for sharing and that feel good to share. And they are things that I know will kind of just really nurture my audience and kind of continue the conversations that we've been having. And one post within that three, generally, I'll try and make an outreach post. Mm. So that is a post that I think has the potential to maybe hit explore or be seen more on hashtags. That is the only one I'm worried about growth from. That's the only one where I'm actually actively chasing growth. And the rest of the time, I'm putting my time and energy into, yeah, just doing the work that I'm here to do and enjoying what I've already built. And so that does mean that my growth has really slowed down, but it's taken all of that pressure off. It's taken all of that kind of frustration and that stifling feeling I was getting from Instagram away. And it's really just brought the joy back to it for me. And I really recommend it for anyone who's kind of feeling like a letter writer this week, feeling like there's not space to be who they want to be on Instagram, to look at it from this other way and be like, how can I be the best content creator for the audience I already have? And then just giving yourself permission to look at growth now and again so you don't get into that spiral of feeling like there's no room for you to grow
1: I love that. I guess um, where my brain goes to as well is kind of what if you stop seeing strategy? like Because you, what you've mentioned, Ginger and Rue, is you've heard all this advice from other creatives about how to build an authentic and engaged community. So you're following other people's strategy and playing with other people's rules, and it doesn't sound like they're holding a lot of space for you. So what I would say is, what would it look like for you to define your own rules and standards for Instagram? And what I mean by that is, how do you want your feed to look and feel? How do you want people to kind of engage with you? What if you just determined for yourself what the rules were? I know know for me what's a good enough photo for me or not I have those conversations with myself where I'll take a photo and I'll be like no you know what I don't want to share this and that's okay and sometimes I'll write a caption and I'll sometimes be like that's too personal or that doesn't feel valuable enough and I'm okay having those tough conversations with myself, but I'm not having the conversation of, well, this person said it has to be this, this, and this. Right. And you will make yourself crazy if you
0: follow all the advice on anything online because, of course, there's so much conflicting advice and people are willing to get really, really prescriptive because X, Y, and Z worked for them. Mm -hmm. But if X, Y, and Z do not apply to you, they won't work for you. Even if you follow the rules to the absolute letter, they will not work for you. And that's why in my class, the Insta Retreat, we, we spend a lot of time trying to dig deep and get really personal and be like, what is right for you? You know, what, what is right for your audience? And where do you want to take this? And sometimes I think that can be frustrating for people because they, they want the answers. Mm-hmm. They more, You almost sign up to a class sometimes hoping for someone to just wave mm-hmm. a magic wand. And the reality is you have to answer those questions for yourself. And it takes work. But what you gain is a greater understanding of yourself and your brand and your creative process that goes way beyond Instagram. Because once you know those things about yourself, you can carry that over to a blog, you can carry over to other social media and whatever comes next, you're ready because you know yourself so well and you know how to best serve your audience.
1: Yeah, and that just... You've got to be in it and doing the work and learning from the work. Why are you so obsessed with the followers and the engagement? And I understand it because no one wants to feel they're speaking to nobody. Right. I also feel like where I see a lot of people go wrong is people measure their growth on a daily, minute-by-minute basis. What if you instead we're focused on sharing what it is you want to share try for example think of your five favorite people to follow on instagram okay let's me and you do this like think of people we love to follow and i bet the reasons why we follow them is nothing that strategy so who's like name someone who you love to follow on instagram so i love what laura jane williams is doing i mean laura could we could be totally getting this wrong but i would guess that her only strategy is just to show up as a full hilarious big hearted self. yes
0: I'm sure she's got things that she knows work. Yes. So as you as you do stuff, you're like, Well, yeah. that works well and I'll do more of it. But that's very different to setting out with like a guidebook of strategy that you think you have to follow.
1: Because the thing with Laura Jane Williams is her photos only work for her. Yeah. They're they're engaging and they're great because it's her life, it's her, it's the thing, you know, everyone was used to that yellow chair in her bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> and like the gallery she like and so okay, so someone who I love is called Jamie Varon and she shares just really just like the photos are beautiful it's of her life she currently lives in France but it's the captions that I go there for it she shares her life and the truth of her life another woman I love following is actually one of Jamie's close friends she's called Nicole Antoinette and she kind of currently she's hiking the Pacific Crest Trail and she does daily kind of um, updates of what it's like and it's storytelling and I just I just love immersing myself in her journey and just like reading about her life there is no strategy there that anyone else could imitate apart from they just want to tell the truth of their life I follow, um, I'm sure lots of people
0: follow, Jamie Beck from Anne Street Studio. So she is the most spellbinding visual creator. Just her work is glorious. But again, I don't feel like she's super strategic. She will spend, and you can see on her stories, hours and hours setting up a single photo, like a still life of fruit with bugs on it. And the process, you can tell from watching her do it, the process of making those pictures is where the joy is for her. The joy is not in the two hours worth of likes she gets after she's put it up on Instagram.
1: Yeah. Someone else I love is Hey Davina. Do you follow her? Oh, yeah. And I love her because, I mean, she lives in New York. New York's my favourite place in the world. And so I just, I love following her photos because she takes beautiful photos of like cities and places she's been. And I'm guessing there is some strategy there because she's built an amazing audience and she knows how to take a good photo and when to share it. But the reason I love following her is I love her photos. I think the thing to take away here is that we follow different people for different reasons some people I follow because of their photos and the brand they've built is about the photos yeah and some people I follow because of them and their updates and the stories that they share through their feed I'm gonna be really honest hey Davina, I don't really read her captions I just look at the photos. just there for the pictures whereas someone like Nicole Antoinette I couldn't tell you what the photo was but I could tell you how I felt reading the caption whereas someone like Laura I can tell you both right but in every
0: single example you've just given the value is really clear. So the value is the thing that your follower, that your viewer takes away from your picture. And that could be as something as simple as a book recommendation or like, you know, a song to go and listen to something to go and try for lunch. It could be that you've uplifted them. You've made them feel inspired. You've made them think you've made them think about something difficult and uncomfortable. You've made them laugh. Like there's so many possibilities, but there's always got to be that grain of value and you can deliver that with the picture. You can deliver that with the caption. It's easier to grow if you're doing it with the picture, just because Instagram is built as a visual platform, but there's room for both But it has to be there every time. And if it's not there, I think I always come back to this. Then why are you sharing it? What is the purpose for sharing this thing that has nothing to offer to anybody else? If it's just for you, does it need to be put out onto a public platform? Or is that something better shared with your family in a private family group or, you know, with your best friend to tell them what's going on in your life? And once you get really clear on kind of the reason you're putting things online, I think it becomes much easier to see your content falling into those two categories.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And I think also the people that we've been mentioning, they're not existing in response to anybody else's creative work. They have really defined for themselves a voice and a message and an approach if we take laura for example that was established before she was on instagram she's a writer at the heart of her it's just obviously she's developed who she is on instagram too and i think the thing there is the real work is to establish who you are and to develop and hone your voice and your approach and your style and that comes from doing the work not from worrying about the results of the work yes and laura
0: will be laura on whatever comes after instagram and whatever comes after that she's going to carry that with her wherever she goes. Instagram, I think, is the one of the best tools for figuring this part of yourself out. And it's fantastic to be able to put it up there and, and see how other people respond to it and get that feedback. But use that as feedback and as kind of market research. Don't use it as a judgment on how well you're doing because... It's only useful as far as you use it as a tool for expression of what you want to put out there. And if your only goal is to play the numbers game and to see those numbers growing, then you're not going to be building anything that's useful to you in the long
1: run. And people know. Yeah. Say you go to someone's feed... And they've got... Because we're all making harder decisions about who to follow now.
0: Yeah.
1: It's more just... It's just the reality We're so bombarded that if I went to someone's feed and they've got really nice photos, but it just feels very generic and I don't get what they're about. Yeah. And it just feels very paint by numbers, I'm not going to follow. No. Because it just, to me, I'm like... It doesn't even come into my head to follow that. I think someone is a really good example. She's called The Month of Honey. She um, she um commented on one of my posts a few months ago and then I followed her feed straight away because she has these beautiful kind of travel photos, but she also has these beautiful kind of short and sweet captions that just feel very even poetic in a little way. Mm. I guess I'm using her example as I went to her feed and she felt different straight away. Right. She had a unique perspective, her style. I just kind of felt something when I was on her page. And don't be so strategic that you lose what makes you special. No. And we see this a lot at the moment. I'm sure
0: people can think of examples and no shame unto anyone who does this. But what happens is... You do a single type of post and the Instagram algorithm God smiles on you (laughs) and it gets like twice the normal engagement and you grow. So you think, I'm going to do that again. And you do it again and again and again until it's all you do because every time you do anything different, you lose followers and you don't do as well. And before you know it, you are creating for the algorithm instead of for yourself Mm -hmm. or for your audience. And when you land on one of those pages, you're like, oh, it's another... One of those type of Pit accounts. numbers count. Exactly. You know the Every trends. Every industry so, has one. Yeah, and the trends are so ubiquitous that you just get bored of them. That you, you know, you land on it and you can scroll back and see. Well, six weeks ago they were really diverse and they were doing all this different content, and now they're playing the numbers game. And I do think it alienates people. I think it's easy to spot, and people feel a bit like a disconnect because they know they're not getting the real you, and they know that you're more interested in the numbers than you are in delivering what you
1: promised to your original audience yeah so as you will probably know I'm like the exception to all the rules and don't tend to track or care about Instagram growth so I didn't use Instagram for a really long time in my business and then last year in the spring I decided to just experiment I gave myself a 90-day window to just Because I was taking more photos in my real life and I thought, share them, show up, what what, it could be an interesting platform for storytelling and then see how you feel. And I came back to the platform and I think I already had 1,500 people from over the years who'd followed. Mm. And I think now I'm probably, I think I'm at like 3,500 or 3,000, somewhere just above that. Mm. So if you think in the year's time, I've gained about 2,000 followers. The ones who trickle in day to day, you don't notice it, but everyone knows when you go on the platform sometimes you had 50 people follow you. Yeah. The only times that has ever happened to me is when someone else has shared. I get new people find me when people share my stuff. Right. The only people who are going to share my stuff is if they've really connected with it.
0: Yeah, if they already follow you and have seen you enough
1: to feel like they've got to know you. Yeah, they're connecting with something about me. So I've never used a hashtag in my whole entire life. (laughs) I don't even know what I would do with one. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) But I think we'll... The people are talking about the algorithm and all these things, but I just go back to the very basic thing of humans. We share what we love. Uh-huh. And if you create something that is loved and enjoyed people are gonna talk about it i think everyone's waiting for their like big lucky break with the algorithm yeah which kind of sounds like me like waiting to win the lottery yeah what is what if you just created something awesome that really represented who you are so that when new people do come they're actually enjoying something that you want them to be enjoying about you because social media comes down to social in the end And then just trusting that. And I just think of anything creative, you've got to do it for yourself first. My favorite thing about my feed is that I get to scroll through it and go back to moments in my life. Right. I see a picture of a trip I went on and I just remember how I felt in that moment. Or I see a photo of our wedding day and I remember how I felt in that moment. And honestly, if it stops being fun for me, I will stop using the platform. And I know this is coming from a very privileged place of someone who doesn't need Instagram to run a business. So I think it's privilege and it's choice because we all Mm. choose what we do. But... I think do it for yourself first because I just believe that anything we do business or creative wise has to feel like home and I think a lot of strategy takes it away from feeling like you're home and it feels like you're putting yourself in someone else's box. I think that's perfectly put and it's
0: the kind of the heart of this question I suppose is about finding that careful balance between respecting your audience enough to respect their time Mm -hmm. and share something of value but to still stay true to yourself and to share what matters to you and respecting yourself enough to respect your time and what you want to share and finding that line is just really about understanding both sides of it I think once you know really clearly what you want to share and why and you know really clearly what your audience enjoys about what you share and why it's really easy to find the really comfortable
1: spot where you can sit between the two yeah and I would say look within yourself for the answers don't look for anybody else to tell you how to kind of straddle that tension between strategy and creativity because it looks different for everyone
0: and I'm aware that we're kind of talking strategy (laughs) within this episode but I would say please stop looking for a while like take your eye off all those blog posts because there's a lot of overlap between them yes and there is a lot of good information out there But that stuff only becomes useful once you really know what it is you're sharing and why. And you've kind of got into that groove. And I think it's dangerous to start with strategy and thinking, if I just have the right grid, everyone's going to come if the content itself isn't coming from the right
1: place. Yeah. I mean, Instagram is probably a topic that we could talk about it in so many different ways. I mean, this question that we got, we've had this in so many different yeah. forms. Well, sp- and it
0: carries over to everything, doesn't yeah. it? Because it's like when you write a blog post, what do people want to read? And oh, is anyone interested? And am I oversharing? Or the same with Twitter. And I was just thinking this the other day, actually, that like, I'd say like one in 10 of my tweets does really well and gets <laughs> like a heap of retweets and likes. Some of them get like, you know, so one this week will probably have had like, 1,500 likes, one will get two likes. <laughs> and if I extended the same attitude people have to Instagram, to Twitter, I would never say anything. Yeah, yeah. I would just be waiting until I had like a world-changing thought to put out into the world and Twitter would fall silent if we all did that. So I think we have to get out of this trap that Instagram's got us into and I'm as guilty of it as anyone of thinking that every single post has to change the world yeah. and just get back into the idea of let's share what we are passionate about and what's going to resonate with people and find the right
1: home for it online you could have a post that gets less engagement less likes less comments but still the people it connects with could cause ripples in your business and creative work
0: totally you only need that one person to see it and then go and book you for a speaking gig or you know
1: write to you and ask if they can work with you yeah so I think we would love to hear everybody else's thoughts on this because if you're on Instagram, you're navigating this in some capacity. Definitely.
0: I'm really interested to know where people fall on that spectrum, really. Like, how strategic do they want to be or how not strategic? On on the Insta retreat, we talk about it like a windscreen wiper mm. shape and you, everyone falls somewhere on that spectrum. Sometimes you go up a bit and sometimes you go down a bit. And sometimes... I think you have to screw up and go too far in one direction to really know where your comfort zone is. So I'd love to hear where other people's comfort zone is and there's no right or wrong.
1: Yeah, come let us know using the hashtag Dear Creative. It's the one hashtag I will use. <laughs> on social media. We would love to hear from you guys. See you soon.
0: You can join us at lettersfromahopefulcreative.com and on social media. So on Instagram, I'm at me and Orla. And you'll find me at Jen Carrington underscore. We're going to be sharing new episodes every Monday. So if you've liked what you've heard so far, hit subscribe in your podcast app and be sure
1: to leave us a review because it will help other people find the show. Yeah, and we can't wait to connect with you soon.